powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Well, feels like I say it every show, you can't win them all. But it'd be nice if they could win one that I, that I cover. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Game Over Ottawa. Um, for uh, for such for for what felt like such a, a nothing game, there's actually a, a an oddly uh, large number of things to talk about. Um, uh, don't you miss when like there was like some hope? Well, actually, that's not true. Like, I think I think there was hope maybe two days ago. I feel like this season has just been a constant flip flop of oh oh we're doomed as a fan base, followed by oh no there's a there's a there's a shot there's a shot here. You know, I think everyone decided okay it's 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 over after that. Um, I I definitely feel like there was some feeling of that after the loss to to Colorado. Uh, following the loss to Colorado. Of course, then there was loss to St. Louis. So after those those back to back losses, it was like, all right, well, it's over. And then and then people started talking about, well, if the Sens can pull out a couple wins against the Penguins on those back to back games, then they're only going to be like four points out, maybe four or five points out. Um, that's wild card spot. There's a chance. Um, and 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 now with with those games going one and one. Playing the Jets tomorrow. I think we're back on the uh, on the flop side of of the flip flopping of uh, thinking there's a chance and and then there's no chance. So uh, before we get into the uh, analysis from this game, we're gonna have a quick word here from our sponsor. Think you know what way it's gonna go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. All right. So where to start with this one? Um, first of all, Sens lose 4-1. Uh, to one. To the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, in a game where both goalies made forty plus saves, which is pretty, which is a substantial number. Um, okay, well, I'll get into the goalie stuff. Uh, I'll get I'll get into the goalie stuff after. What I want to focus on is the fact that Matthew Joseph is now actually back in the lineup, being able to play his brother in the NHL, which is a phenomenal story. Love when that can happen. Uh, shame it didn't happen two games back-to-back, but, you know, uh, it's it's it has since come out that the reason for Matthew Joseph being scratched was not a hockey-related issue. So can't really speculate, don't want to speculate, shouldn't speculate on what that could be. Um, what matters, though, is he finally got to play his brother. His Their, their parents got to see them play each other in person. Uh, and it was a uh, it was really great. Um, so Talbot Talbot gets the start again. Uh, Forsberg's last game was that seven nothing loss to Colorado. So I can understand to an extent DJ thinking, all right, well the last time Forsberg was in, he he lets in seven goals. All right, fine. Um, 
Talbot's last game, um, obviously was that was that was that win against Pittsburgh. Um, the previous game on Wednesday night, the five uh, four OT win. Now, here's the important distinction with that is uh, Talbot's win. Uh, his save percentage in that win against Pittsburgh was seven eighty nine. Forsberg's save percentage and that seven nothing loss was seven eighty eight. So essentially, the Sens losing seven nothing or winning five to four in overtime essentially had the same result as far as the goalie's save percentage is concerned. So I don't think Talbot having that win necessarily means okay. Well, he's clearly the guy to go to. Um, I think he had an all right game overall tonight, so I'm not putting any of the blame on him. I'm just saying purely pre-game, um, myself and quite a few people thought Forsberg probably should have gotten this start, but we'll see Forsberg tomorrow against the Jets, so see how that goes. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's, it, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, I, at the end of the day, I mean, on a back-to-back, in the next two games, both goalies are going to get a start, so I guess it doesn't matter so much who gets which start, but at the end of the day, it is kind of strange to see you know, a team with two struggling goalies deciding to just really try and run with one rather than, you know, I, ideally I think you'd want both goalies to have an even amount of starts, and then hopefully at some point one of them gets hot rather than being like, okay, we have two struggling goalies, let's just keep starting one and hope he figures it out while the other one just sits away on the bench. Um, so I don't know if I want to go through this goal by goal just because like, I mean, there's not a whole lot, not a whole lot to talk about. I think a a few other things I'd rather focus on, um, rather than just kind of doing a, a, a play by play on, on the whole game. Um, the first, the first big thing in the game, I think that that needs to be talked about is, all the talk about Hamannick's penalty. Um, a lot of people are... I'm seeing people on both sides of this saying... So, context, essentially. Um, uh, this, this is bad. I should know who who hit Brandstrom. Um, but essentially... Um, let, me, let me take a look at, actually, Pittsburgh here. I should be able to figure this out based on... Penalty minutes. It would have been. It was McGinn, right? So it was. Um, it was McGinn. So Brock McGinn hit uh, Eric Brandstrom really clean hit along the boards, just leveled him. And for some reason in today's NHL, uh, following a really clean big hit, you gotta go and defend the younger, smaller player that gets hit. I guess I don't completely understand it. Either way. Um, either way, I guess Travis Hamnick thought he had to go and, and fight McGinn after he, um, just destroys Eric Branstrom with the, and I can't stress this enough, clean hit, good hit, but the thing now is if there's a young player who gets absolutely leveled, the, the older vet has to come in and, and try and fight you, I guess. So after McGinn hits, uh, Branstrom, Hamnick comes in, fights him. Which, first of all, is a dumb... That's a dumb thing. It's a dumb, unwritten rule. Like, why does there need to be a fight after every big, clean hit on a young player? It's it's, it's dumb. Um, but what's even dumber than, than that... And I'm not saying that Hamnick shouldn't have done that. I think it's dumb that he's supposed to. I, I think the whole 
the idea behind it makes no sense. Either way, so Hamnick goes in for a fight um, and then gets a two-minute misconduct penalty plus the five for fighting and a uh, and a ten-minute misconduct. Did I say two-minute misconduct earlier? My bad. Um, if, if what I just said makes no sense, apologies. Let me try that again uh, while I take a quick sip of coffee here. So what happened was, let me try that again. Hamnick has to fight him. Has to fight him. I say with huge quotation marks, has to fight him. Um, and so, naturally, McGinn walks away with five minutes for fighting. Hamnick walks away with five minutes for fighting, a two-minute instigator uh, minor penalty, and a ten-minute misconduct. So, which is so strange because everyone's, I mean, it, it's a really good point. So sort of, when's the last time you saw an instigator penalty called i remember when when they first a few years back they were really really laying into instigator penalties hard um and it's since kind of died down i guess it's kind of died down with the amount of fighting dying down in in the nhl as a whole over the last decade or so i don't remember how many years ago it was that the instigator penalty really started to show up i think that was maybe five six years ago give or take maybe seven years ago now um so Hamnick walks away from that fight with um, 17 penalty minutes. So he's sitting in the box in the second period, which is absolutely nuts. Um, and then that instigator minor that he got uh, ended up being a power play for uh, Pittsburgh, where they scored the first goal of the game. Now, is it partly on Hamnick for taking that penalty? kind of i think within context of the fact that it's a penalty handed out that really hasn't been handed out at all for the majority of the season because that's like maybe maybe i'm just in my ottawa senators biased bubble here because i watch the sens more than any other team naturally but, but the sens fight the sens are among the league leaders in fights and i don't know if we've seen an instigator penalty all season in sens games so it is really strange that this is the time that the refs decide to to pull that one out. Um, either way, it puts the Sens at a quick disadvantage, and the Penguins are up one nothing really quickly. Um, and yeah, so just to just to put a put a cap on that, um, did Hamnick put himself in that situation? One hundred percent, he did. But like, who can blame him for not expecting to get? An instigator penalty. It's just it's just an odd 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 timing on that. Um, and uh, God, so I'll talk, okay. So both both Joseph brothers, um, the two Joseph brothers, got called for uh, high sticking each other at the same time, which is why you never see calls for high sticking at the same time. Partly because it's really tough. It's really tough for that to happen, and it actually didn't happen in this case, but I almost don't want to talk about that because it ruins how ridiculous of a moment that was. But the two Joseph brothers got called uh, for high-sticking each other, so the two of them go off with high-sticking penalties each. It was... So Matthew um, got high-sticked, and then P.O.'s stick hits himself in the face. It, it, it should have just... It should have been... Ascends power play, but the the storyline of the Joseph brothers getting called for uh, matching uh, high sticking penalties is very funny, and 
it makes it makes for a better story i guess as as untrue as it really is um great shot of of their parents in the crowd because i think they said it was it was uh it was their mom who who said the no fighting rule so i guess this is as close to uh of a scrum between the two of them as we're going to get um all that to say sends missed out on a power play that they should have had at that point so and like and, and I, I over the last few years i haven't been that mad about missed power play chances There's something about watching a terrible team that you know is going to finish very low on the standings you just don't really care about that power play like oh the sends went over two on the power play instead of over three or over four like you'd like they should have or something right um but in this case the the sends came into this game with the uh third best power play in the league so anytime the sends probably should have had a power play i get upset it's because i i don't want to say that you can expect the goal but you know, at the third best power play in the league, whenever there's an opportunity for a power play that's taken away, you think, all right, well, like you're kind of screwing, screwing us here. Um, if nothing else, like it, it's a great chance taken away from the Sens on that. So while it is a very funny story that the two brothers were penalized on the same play, the fact that it should have resulted in the Sens power play does kind of bum me out. Um, and granted, like in a four-one loss, all right, whatever. Like one power play, uh, not the end of the world, I guess. But you you combine the the missed power play for the Sens there with the really early whistle, um, um, that on on Kachuk there. Kachuk was in alone on that, um, gets the the puck in. But there was such a quick whistle on that that by the time the whistle had blown, the, the play was dead. Well before the puck ever went in the went to the net, um, so that's kind of a bummer. Just because that's that's you know that should have been Brady's second goal of the game for the Sens and also for my fantasy team, which would have been really nice. Um, and then following that one, um, Friedman on the Penguins takes issue with I, I guess he took issue with a late shot, like shoveling the puck into the net following the whistle, whatever. Um, it wasn't that late. And so then he goes up to, uh, Kachuk, uh, gets his, gets his fight out of Kachuk and no instigating call on Friedman when going up to Kachuk and, and, and starting the fight, frankly, like, so if, if, if you're going to start calling instigation penalties again, make it consistent, make it, I, I suppose the difference in huge quotation marks difference is is Hamnick starts a fight over Brandstrom getting hit, whereas Friedman starts a fight because Kachuk did the unsportsmanlike thing, shooting the puck on the net a little bit late, like a fraction of a second late. I mean, he was already falling down trying to shovel the puck in the net. Like, that's that's terrible. Terrible. That should have been instigating right there. So... I do think, I, if I remember correctly, that that uh, Kachuk chance uh, came. I think with during the time it was four on four. I want to say it was four on four. So like, I can't be like, I can't stack that. Like you know, uh, that Kachuk play should have been a goal. Also, there should have been a power play goal uh, if 
if Matthew Joseph hadn't wrongly been put in the penalty box, like that's one chance. That should have been also an instigating call on Friedman, as far as I'm concerned. If Hamnick was instigating, Friedman was instigating. So I think penalty-wise, the Sens had a bunch of missed opportunities because of the refs, which is a shame because, you know, as as rough as a lot of this season has been, the Sens power play is... It's a beast. Like, the Sens power play is incredible being third in the league also their penalty kill uh currently tied for they're in a three-way tie for seventh on pk which is wild too so if someone could teach this team how to play five on five that would be great that would be really really appreciated um other than that like i said both goalies made 40 plus saves um It does kind of feel like the Sens are getting goalied. Um, as far as recent games go, they were shut out against Nashville and Colorado. Um, really great games against them from uh, from Tristan Jari tonight and Jordan Binnington the other day. So, and it it didn't feel like the Sens were were missing on opportunities. Like it looked, they were getting a lot of chances. They looked really solid overall. So I can't really complain there. Um, you know, like there, there's there's only so much you can you, you can do when you're getting goalied. I don't know if I want to go all out and say this is a full on getting goalied game, but it is what it is. Um, and the uh, the last thing I want to. Ch- uh, Last thing I want to touch on before we call it a night here is uh, the All-Star Team roster announcements. So the two days that Twitter was 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 counting votes, allegedly, uh, Tim Stutzel and Cole Caulfield were trending basically the entire time. And uh, we just ended up getting... Um... Okay, um, for those who came from YouTube, apologies for the... Uh, technical issues for those who have been listening uh, to this uh, after the fact on anything other than YouTube. Um, I just uh, ruined the immersion. Essentially, I had some technical difficulties towards the end of the YouTube stream as I was going to get into the all-star roster. So I figured I'd just tack this on at the end as a recording to do afterwards. So what I wanted to talk about was the fact that Twitter had the, that the NHL had the two days of voting on Twitter with the hashtag NHL All-Star uh, vote. So for the two days, it's it's an odd setup because they had two days on Twitter where you could vote. And I believe, I don't know how many it was, how many days it was just for online voting on um, on the website. I want to say it was like seven days, maybe five, seven days. And anyway, it was it was considerably longer than Twitter. So I suppose this kind of checks out. But the vote on Twitter. So for those two days, I saw Tim Stutzla and Cole Caulfield trending like both days. Just for two days straight, those two were trending. And it seemed like a lock. Anyway, it's been announced that the uh, players voted in, uh, the two skaters are... Austin Matthews, and David Pasternak. Um, Maybe there were way more people using the website than I assumed. Um, I figured that majority of the votes would be through Twitter, just, you know, based on the campaigning for it. It it just, it felt like it was 
the most likely outcome that majority of votes would be coming from Twitter. And like I said, Tim Stutzel and Cole Caulfield were trending for more or less 48 hours straight. Um, now, I'm kind of split on this because it definitely feels like there, there is a chance that maybe people were just voting like absolutely crazy. But I believe the website was limited to 10 votes a day. I don't know if they managed to uh, put a cap on votes on Twitter, but every retweet also counted as a vote, right? So I can't imagine the website would have racked up more votes than Twitter. So maybe it's super rigged. It could be. I mean, so this is why I'm split on it, because an all-star game this year without Austin Matthews and David Pasternak feels like a joke. You know, like an all-star game without those two guys doesn't feel like a legit all-star game. But I, I also have so I have, I have a problem with, you know, the fact that those two could miss it. I have a problem with the fact that every team gets one representative. Like, I don't care, you know, like send fucking like just like put eight fucking Bruins on the all-star team in the East. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like the all I, as far as I'm concerned, the all-star game should be the best players in the league. And if your team's going through a rebuild, tough shit. That's what happens. Your team's going through a rebuild and you don't have anyone there. Boo hoo. Um, like, cause that's the thing, right? Like the all-star game at the end of the day, the all-star game doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter, but it should still be a representation of the best skill in the league. So I'm kind of talking in circles here. I At the end of the day, I don't think anyone should care that much that it's for sure rigged. But the fact that they had to rig it to have, you know, the most reasonable, I would say, reasonable outcome... It's a broken system in the first place. Like, they had what? So, 32 players plus an additional 12. So, you've got 44 total players going to the All-Star game. Are there really no teams with more than... So, I can't say three because uh, the Rangers have three players going because they had uh, Panarin and... Uh, so I had Artemi Panarin and Adam Fox voted in. So it is possible to have three players from a team going to the All-Star game. Um, just how, like, you know, McDavid and then Dreisaitl and Stuart Skinner. So the Oilers have three. Actually, the Avs have three as well. No, they don't have three, do they? Because um, it would have been uh, Kale McCarr who went in. So, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the Avs have three with McCarr, Rantanen, and McKinnon. So anyway, all that to say... Is there really no team in the NHL that deserves to have four plus all stars? Like, it just seems like such a backwards thing to me that, like, listen, I'm gonna be real. Brady Kachuk is at the All Star game. I'm I'm not gonna watch it. I'm I'm just gonna be honest. I'm not watching the All Star game. Like. The All-Star game, I mean, the, the skills, I prefer the skills competition because the All-Star game is just everyone kind of phoning it in, doing whatever. But, like, it's just, there's just no, there's nothing fun about it anymore with just how 
premeditated the the choices are like it, it's just it's just this illusion of of choice and i honestly like i think there should be some choice with the fans like the highlight of the all-star game over the past decade plus was john scott was the fan vote and that probably scared the shit out of the nhl into making the votes apparently mean fuck all now so i don't know what the solution to that is all that to say it's kind of silly that um it's silly that I think it's a clearly rigged system where Stutzla and Caulfield should be going, but also the fact that they have such a broken system that Austin Matthews and David Pasternak weren't like automatically put on the all-star roster, that's just as broken as the broken voting system. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I don't know what the, the solution is. The solution, honestly, should just be like, hey, how about we just send the best 40-plus players in the league and call it a day? And I don't think... I don't... Th- I mean, this this also just like goes back to the whole problem with the four-division thing that just doesn't work. But to have the rule of two goalies from each division... Like, listen, Stuart Skinner's having a good season... I know better than anyone Stuart Skinner's having a good season because he's on my fantasy team, and I love having him on my fantasy team. But when Stuart Skinner is the second-best goalie in a division, like that, that feels like a reason to not do the whole two goalies per division. Like, who's having a legitimate all-star season in net in the Pacific other than Logan Thompson? Just send the best eight goalies and send the best, like, 32 to 35 whatever skaters. Just, and maybe maybe people are tired of the draft, so because of that, you kind of got to, you kind of have to do the East and West splitting up the teams and everything, but I just, I don't know. All that to say, I'm uh, I'm annoyed by it. There are clearly several problems with it, and I have no solutions to offer, really. So I, I don't know what the uh, I don't know how to how to go about it all. But I I think it is just kind of a completely broken system. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. So all that to say, for those of you who uh, went from YouTube to uh, hunt for this uh, section of the podcast, uh, wherever you enjoy uh, listening to podcasts, thank you so much for making the extra effort to catch this All-Star Game um, section of the episode. Uh, And for those of you who just have been listening wherever you listen to podcasts the whole time, and I completely broke your uh, immersion, uh, apologies for that. But I just had to, uh, you know, talk about essentially just that. The fact that, you know, players like, like in what in what universe should Austin Matthews, David Pasternak, Andre Vasilevsky, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Leon Dreisaitl, Artemi Panarin, Adam Fox, Ilya Sorokin, uh, like in in... In what universe should those players have to be voted in to an all-star game? 
fans should get like two between two and five slots to vote on and maybe if fans are given that little amount of control then the nhl will actually allow the votes to count if that makes any sense i'm just i'm just tired of 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 the all-star game being this thing that everyone cares about so much during the voting process and then when the actual weekend rolls around just no one cares which is a shame and i mean i also i also you know wish that tim stutzler got in just because i mean as much as i say no one cares there are still gonna be a ton of people watching and being an ottawa senator he absolutely does not get the amount of of national or international uh love that he he frankly deserves with the season he's having and and, and the uh the progress he's 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 made over the last few years turning into a, a genuine a genuine star caliber player um i just you know so all, all, all that to say i i do wish that stutzel had made it in but i also understand that you know for me to be like Tim Stutzla and Cole Caulfield deserve to be there more than Austin Matthews and David Pasternak just frankly isn't true. But that's also, it, it's also the system at fault for that. So anyway, I'm just, I, I, I'm now at the point of just talking in a circle. So I think with that, I'll call it. Uh, again, thank you for listening to this uh, added on section. If you uh, sought it out following the YouTube stream being cut off. Um, and uh, thank you listening and i'll uh see you next time remember to like and subscribe to sdpn on youtube and all that fun stuff tell all your friends about the show because guess what uh hockey hockey shows are fun uh all right with that i'm going to end things before i embarrass myself further see you later